G'day, 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 How you going, legends? It's uh, the king of the couch here. Thought I'd go with the, the g'day entrance tonight. Don't know how you like it, but that's what we're going to roll with. Uh, episode 69 of the king of the couch podcast. What a number. I love the number 69. We all think about it day in, day out. And here I am at episode 69. Fucking on my way to 100, the century. Uh, how you going? It's good. That's good. I'm good. 8.21pm, 26th of October, 2020. Let's get this fucking podcast on the road. I'm sitting here tonight. I'm accompanied by none other than Coopers, but it's not the pale ale. That was me. It's the sparkling ale tonight. Let me take a little sip, Rooney. Mm. Oh, she's a thick bitch, that one. She is a juicy one. Um... Switched it up tonight. I thought I'll go the heavy one. I bought I bought a six pack of these bad boys on Friday night before I went to Brisbane. I only had two of the two of the bangers on Friday night. And I'll tell you why I only had two of the bangers on Friday night. Um, one because I'm not an alcoholic, at least that's what I'm telling myself anyway. But two, I actually went to the gym on Friday evening. Me and Stewie did a Muay Thai sesh. I hadn't been to the gym all week. Like you can still hear it in my voice. I've got a little I'm a little bit nasally. I'm nearly over it. Thank fucking God for that. But uh I must have got the cold off Arabella. This is like the third time I've been sick this year. Daycare, it's a cesspool. Uh, you know, my immunity is just, you know, it's not It's not up to scratch. At 31 years old, I thought it was as good as it was going to get, but frankly, I've got to get it better. I've got to get it better because I keep getting sick when Arabella gets sick. So I've got to make some changes there. But I hadn't been to the gym all week, and I was not depressed or anxious or anything like that. I was just like, no, I've got to get to the gym. Stewie, can you make... Friday night work because the because the mad dog he's been going every day putting me to shame like every morning he's been going he's gone from I, I hate getting up in the morning to just he's going to be there at six thirty every morning what a psychopath and I've been following suit I have two mornings a week I've been going but last week was a bit of write off so I said I've got to go to the gym on Friday night with you so we did a Muay Thai sesh felt amazing felt good got a little six pack on the way home I was like I'm gonna have one maybe two beers I had two. And that was as hard as I sent it Friday night. And the reason I didn't send it was because um, we'd fucking locked in to do a little gym sesh on Saturday morning as well. That's how much of go-getters we are right now. Um, we did a little strength and conditioning and half-half Muay Thai. And they had the um, the Red Bull, the Red Bull crew out there, and they had the Red Bull DJ. Quite fun DJing. Um, yeah, as far as instruments go, it's definitely the lowest form of music, uh, DJing. No offense to any DJs listening. Um, it's a pretty horrible type of music, that dance, trance, electronic. I don't really get into it. And I felt like a lot of these songs remixed were from, I remember when I was clubbing at like 18, 19. I'm 31 now, so it was like 10 plus years ago. I remember it was just that, put your hands up for Detroit. I love this city. And I was just like, is that still making the fucking rounds? Like that's still getting around evidently in the gym on saturday mornings it was still making the rounds the chick was just smashing red bull eating a banana i saw her eating a banana as well so it's good that she was she was hungry she needed the food she needed a healthy little treat to get herself going but then she had the cool you know caffeine beverage to wash it down so you know red bull it gives you wings and evidently horrible taste in djing music but anyway it was great it was sick uh i love the gym it was good i felt good it was almost like a fucking b12 shot going to the gym on um on Friday night and Saturday morning, and it just set my weekend up for a 
for a lot better than I think it probably would have been if I just walked in at all flabby in the mind and the guts. But anyway, nevertheless, we're here at episode 69. Um, firstly, last episode, episode 68, was a guest episode. I had my good mate Jared Sukjai on, and I hope you all went and listened to it. It was a different podcast. It was probably... Um, I think it was the first podcast where I really sat back and let um, someone else sort of take the reins. I said to Jared, I said, look, I've had a few people ask me about conspiracy theories. I've dabbled a little bit, and I say a little bit, maybe two or three times. I've talked about a conspiracy theory on the show. It's sort of not what the show's about, but, you know, in hindsight, the show's about anything, so that's why I included it. And people enjoyed it, so I said, look, man, come on and talk about conspiracy theories. This is a small list I want to go through, and we can just tangent and shoot off as, as I do anyway in the podcast. And like an absolute G and champion, he, he ran with it, and it was just, yeah, it was amazing. I actually... I genuinely underestimated how much he knew about conspiracy theories or things that he, he actually believes in by the sounds of it. Now, we put a little disclaimer on the podcast because there's probably some sensitive topics on there, but um, you can only disclaim and, and pretend not to offend people so much. If they're going to get offended, that's up to them. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. But I really enjoyed it. And I put part one on the on the, the title when I uploaded it because I thought I walked into it, me and Jared walked in it. We're like, look, we'll try and keep this episode to like roughly an hour, you know. Uh, for me, I don't listen to many podcasts anymore, but I find that an hour is probably pushing it for something that I'm really interested in. For me, like a 30-minute podcast is gold because I don't have much spare time. So listen, I don't really drive that much anymore. And if I do, usually Arabella and Becca are in the car with me. I work at home. If I'm working, doing emails and, and chatting on the phone, I can't really listen to podcasts unless it's mind-numbing like sort of accounts invoicing related crap I could listen to a podcast but if I am listening to a podcast I'm not doing my work you know what I mean so they cancel each other out so I just don't listen to podcasts anymore when I work so I can get my work done and I offer just generally heavy sort of good music um but uh I want to go back and listen to this podcast and I have to split it up because yeah like you know we tried to do the hour we sort of got close to an hour and a half and um yeah, look, we didn't, we didn't, we had to cut it, and that was, and I said, we'll call this part one because I want to get him back because it was interesting, and he was, he was rolling, he was flying with it. So if you haven't listened to episode sixty-eight, go and listen to it because I just let him sort of run with it. That was probably the one podcast I'd, I'd talked the least amount in, and it's okay because I'm back this week to talk the absolute asshole off myself. So. Oh God, I'm already I'm already parched. I'm six and a half minutes in, and I don't know what the fuck I've spoken about. So I need to have a quick little sip. God, that was good. Anyway, how are we all? You good? That's good. How was my weekend? It was good. As I said, I went to the gym Friday night, got up to the gym on Saturday morning, and then we had to go to Brizzy. I've been to Brizzy. This is the second weekend I've been to Brizzy. I'm a bit of a champion, I think. I, I'm not one of those people that fear driving an hour and a half to somewhere. You know, some people go, oh, an hour and a half is far too far. But i got friends and family who I love dearly in Brisbane still. So we've got to make the effort. And it was grand final weekend. And I told my pop that I was going to come down and watch the AFL with him. It was my dad's birthday on the Wednesday. We did a little party for him yesterday, which was sick. And then it was a grand final for the NRL last night. And Beck had teed up some lunch with her dad as well, which I totally forgot about. But it was good. So we had a pretty jam-packed weekend. Um, but it was a good one. So we got in the car, went down, saw, saw Becky's dad. That was good. He, um, he, he, he's got a Vietnamese partner and, uh, she's a very, very good cook and it was unreal. I was just, I love cooking and I was just the whole time, I was just like, what is on these chicken wings? You have got to give me the recipe. That's how interested. I'm, I said to Beck, I'm like, 
you can take me anywhere, I reckon. Generally speaking, you can take me anywhere and I can fucking talk about anything to anyone, whether it's of importance or not. But I reckon I spent a good 15, 17 minutes on the sauce that was on the chicken wing. And then we just got talking about cooking and eth- different ethnicity groups and all this sort of shit. Anyway, those chicken wings, heaven to die for. So that was good. Did that. Went and uh, caught up with someone else in the afternoon. It escapes me what the hell we did. I can't remember. And then we had the AFL Grand Final. Unreal. We'll do a little bit of a breakdown of the AFL and the NRL. Um, truth be told, I was a little bit little bit pissed up for the NRL by the time it started. So I, I can really remember the AFL a lot better than I can remember the NRL. But anyway, that's how it goes. That's life. Um, but a great game. Of course, it was in Brisbane this year, and they don't have it in Melbourne because of the fucking COVID-19, the, the mega bad, bad flu was hanging around still down there, and they're still locked in their cages. Um. But it was good. I, I tried to get tickets and I wasn't too keen, to be honest, after the Lions got, got turfed out last week or two weeks ago. So I thought, fuck it. If I get tickets, I get gifted tickets, I'll go. But if not, I'll just I'll be as happy as to just sit there with my pop and watch it. And he was stoked. He went and got like two cartons of gold for it. They're on specials. So that's why he got two. He's not, a, he's not a mad piss pot or anything like that. But yep, here we got the two cartons of gold. And I never really drink gold. Let's, I, I like to drink heavies. They're probably, you know, killing me twice as fast but i just got a theory my theory is that that mid-strength beers aren't that much cheaper than a full strength beer and frankly they should be a fair bit cheaper than a full strength beer given that what what you're getting in there right so i always walk in going for the coopers or the furphy or some sort of special but the 50 55 dollar mark that's where i sit around you know and then the golds are sort of like high 40s and i'm like i like the taste of you, you guys but like at a mid-strength oh god but Side note, that's something I'm going to have to work on because I'm trying to cut down my alcohol consumption. Now, whether that means, I say this as I'm sitting here drinking a fucking 1.7 standard drink on a Monday night, but I think whether that means drink less of the heavy beers or or switch to a mid-strength where the alcohol content isn't as high, I'd be interested to see what other people do. i got mates out there that drink the fucking Bolters and the Craft. Stewie's a craft beer fan. Uh, James and Julian, they're all the craft beer fans. And they're like, why don't you just... Well, Stu doesn't really say this, but the, my mate James is always hes always grilling me, the big snob. He's always like, why don't you go and get a, a four-pack of like nicer beers and just just do that? To me, the craft beers are nice, but it's not its not that nice. Like, Bolter's nice, but it's not that nice to warrant four beers. So I'm getting two less beers than I would. And I'm paying like, realistically, the price of eight beers, but I'm getting four. It's ridiculous. It's, it's madness. I do not like craft beer prices and I do not like four packs. All right. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Ban the four pack. The six is the standard. See this beer I'm tapping on right now? That comes in a six. It's a, it's a man's tough beer. Six of them, not four of them. Oh God. I get all G'd up when I think about the four pack. But anyway, I digress because I'm, I'm trying to slowly but surely cut back the the alcohol content and i will go into my plans for for november i've sort of nutted them out here um for the month so i want to share them with you you king's men and king's women tonight so you can uh sort of get get the idea of where my fucking head's at apologies there's little kids scootering past here tonight so if you hear some little fucking preteens yelling in the background that's them i don't have kids locked up in the basement anyway i'm digressing again but that was Saturday. I don't know how I got into the beer chat. I think it was because of the cans of gold my pops out. But anyway, the, uh, the AFL Grand Final, Unreal, Richmond versus Geelong. Great game. Firstly, I got a bit, my, my thing is my pet hate coming into the final series, and this there's always usually one game in the final series, but you'll have 
games where someone just smashes someone else and it'll be the prelims, the semis, the grand final. I hate that. Last year's AFL grand final, Tigers just absolutely decimated the, the Giants. And I'm like, we've come this whole season, it's been neck and neck games, we get to the two best teams in the comp. Now one is just shout all over the other one. And that's not what I like to see in a grand final. I like a pretty neck and neck game. And for the most part, the... Um, the AFL was good. Um, it was really neck and neck, and then the, the Tigers just got their away away there in the end. Um, they were just clearly the better team there in the end. But the first one, two quarters at the start were um, really they were Geelong's game, and, and, I, and I had picked Richmond to win. Um, but I was, you know, I didn't care who won. Like I don't follow either team religiously, but they're both good teams. I got friends and family that are my uncles. He's a he's a massive Tiger supporter. Bex cousins partners and massive long supporter so i was like right that, that's cool whoever wins wins and that's that's sport you know there's gonna be one victor but it was great honestly I had a sick night um milky came around one of my mum's cousins came around a bit of family vibe it was good to see the milkman i hadn't seen him actually i saw him like last week and the week before so we've seen each other a lot lately but it was good to actually just pardon me sit there and have like a, a couple of beers together because it's been a while since we've had a, a couple of beers together so he brought some bolters and shout out to him because he left a couple behind, left some fallen soldiers, and I've taken them for my collection. So yeah, thanks, Milky. That that Bolter XPA will be getting drunk this week. The sensible got drunk last night when I was when I was being sensible. Nah, psych. It was my first beer before I really hit it. Uh, my dad's party. Um, hey, and another thing too, uh, punchable offence. This isn't. This is a punchable offence that just come to me because my old mate Milky, the poor bastard, he parked his car on the street, and two um two absolute dogs. See you next Tuesday. He's had stole his his number plates when he got up this morning for work. So. There's um there's a crew of little lads getting around. I think uh the Graceville, Chelmer, the, the the affluent suburbs that you know Milky lives in, and they these little these little shit kickers are getting around with their you know their Nordica polos and their Air Max ninety seven shoes. The you know the real the real laddie sort of ones and the bum bags. And these motherfuckers, on a side note, are really making the bum bag look terrible because I really want to get a bum bag and I want to get a bum bag for the functional purpose of them because Beck's like, here, can you hold this? Now I've got Arabella. There's different things: the keys, the wallet, the phones. They're weighing my pants down. Hey, ergo the bum bag. It's it's the greatest invention ever at that point. It's functional, but these little shit kickers that steal license plates are making it look horrible. Anyway, punchable offense. Don't go stealing fucking people's number plates. Poor Milky's going to have to... He's probably had to go down... He has had to go down to the Department of Transport, cancel that, So because they probably used his fucking... Took his plates, put them on a BMW X5 and went and stole some shit at someone's house in Chelmer, probably. But anyway, poor bastard. That's a punchable offence. Don't steal anyone's plates. Actually, don't steal anyone off anything. That's a punchable offence. And you deserve a punch in the head if you get caught stealing. So anyway, that's my punchable offence for the week. That was Saturday. That was Saturday, right? So that was the grand final. That was done and dusted. Sunday, we got up. Look, because I drank the Golds, I was a little bit pissy, but I felt good. Golds are one of those beers that you could probably have about, I reckon, 12. Fairly comfortably, you could have 12 and and feel like you could drive. You know what I mean? Um, Milky would give me XPA, so I stuck one of those in there. I think the XPA was the one that sort of tipped me over the edge. When I went upstairs to my mum's apartment, she's always got bottles of champagne and bottles of wine. Disclaimer, she doesn't drink, but she gets them gifted to her a lot. So me being the good son that I am and Beck being the good, uh, you know, daughter-in-law that she is, we we sometimes give them a nudge. You know, we open them up just to help her out, clear some fridge space because, you know, my mum's got to eat and she's got to have her, you know, cans of Coke and water and milk and stuff in there. So we just like, look, mum, let me take this off your hand. We'll do the right thing. And I hope you get the champagne out of the fridge. I cracked a bottle last week. 
being a bit of a being a bit of a slightly alcoholic that I am, I thought I'll just finish this champagne off this week, knowing it's flat as a tack, but it's okay because I've had about twelve stubbies, so it doesn't matter. And I don't want to open a, a full bottle because I don't want a real bad headache in the morning. But classic, classic Tomo, classic king of the couch. He got on the couch. He put the iPad movie on. It was wedding crashes. Thanks for asking. And didn't even get a sip of the champagne. Fell asleep. Slept like an absolute baby. Woke up. My back was broken. My shoulder was sore. And I thought, hey, that's a night on the couch when you've had about 12 stubbies. So Saturday was good. Thank you for asking. Sunday, can't remember what we did. We got up. I think we got some coffees. I was I was craving a mango smoothie. I've been in a real mango smoothie kick lately, and I like the mango. And I tell you what, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shame, but I think the 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 winning ingredient in these mango smoothies that I've been getting lately have been the vanilla ice cream. How good is vanilla ice cream? It's so bad because you look at a mango smoothie and you go, "That's got to be healthy, right?" It's mango. It's smoothie. They're healthy, but you know that the secret ingredient is a big, lardy, fat as hell, Sara Lee type beautiful vanilla ice cream so you go in there thinking i'm healthy you drink it you've put on you probably put on two kilos just from that mango smoothie because it's not healthy at all anyway i've got a thing with mango smoothies that's what i was getting at so that was good to start my day sunday it was my father's party he's 60 uh he looks good. He looks good for sixty. He's a bit. He's a bit weathered, you know, coming into the into the six zero. But he's a bit. He's a rock and roll guy, you know. He likes that. He likes that look. He's a bit of a Lemmy from Motorhead kind of figure. Um, but shout out, Dad. You look good. I hope sixty's not getting you down. I hope age is just a number. Really, it's just a word. Really, A G E. It's just a word. So don't worry about it. Own it. Rock it. Just be yourself. Um, but shout out my dad. It was a good day. And also shout out my dad again because he made me my first bit of King of the Couch fan art. My uh, my dad's really been into doing like woodworking stuff lately. And he's got one of those, I don't know what you call it, but like basically something that burns, like, like a pen that's like a laser. And he like burnt, the, he blew up, I gave him my shirt, right? He took my face off the shirt, he blew it up on a, on a, on a print and he sort of stenciled it on this piece of wood, burnt it into this wood and then he put KOTC at the top and sort of painted it all up for me. So it's, it's, it's cool. I liked it. I was like, dad, this is, this is my first bit of fan art. Like you've never told me you love me and I can recall, but you must love me because you're giving me king of the couch art now so i really appreciated that so we'll, we'll mount that bitch up at the kit at kotc hq somewhere i'm going through renovating the office just knocking walls down in this bitch and we're trying to level up but um i was really stoked about that but that was a good day went out with a shitload of booze my auntie and uncle they had it at their house they bought all the nice food shout out to my 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 uncle he's a chef you know he was a chef he's an ex-chef but that sort of talent never leaves and he he just has like even when he cooks a sausage, it's better than any other sausage, you know what I mean? His steak is like to die for. The salads were unreal. It was just really, really good food. I remember my sort of drunken, a little bit of a drunken state yesterday afternoon. I was like, how do you cook the perfect steak? I tell you what, I'd love to give you the recipe. I'd love to give you the instructions, but I can't remember. So I do know I asked him the question though. So when I do see him next time on a, um, on a, on a, on a sober evening, I'm going to write that down because when he cooks steak, it melts in your mouth. And he cooks like a sirloin. I get a porterhouse. It's basically the same sort of cut. But I can just never do it like he does it, you know. So, But it was a good conversation. It was a really good conversation. And it was a great evening. Um, it was cool because, again, being a, being a family and friends dude, it was good good having all those those aspects there. But I was able to sort of get onto a few uh, some of Dad's older mates that he hadn't seen in a while. And one in particular he hadn't seen in ages by the looks of it. And it was just cool. I, my dad's a bit of a, he's not antisocial, but I don't think he goes out of his way to sort of keep in touch with his friends. I'm very different like that. I always want to see my friends. I always want to see my family. Um, 
but uh, it was it was good. He looked genuinely happy to catch up with some some older faces. Genuinely catch up, you know, genuinely happy to catch up with us and, and the family. So it was really good. It was it was great, and everyone had a sick day. Queensland was pissing down, couldn't stop it, couldn't stop the freight train of family and friends fun we were having for Dad's B day. So yeah, that was good. But I was putting the Kroners away like they were going out of fashion. Like they were, I was basically just like they're putting a wall up around these Mexican Kroners, and I'm not going to be able to drink them soon. So I've got to drink them as much before Donnie Trump puts up this huge wall to stop the Kroners getting out and getting into my friggin' mouth. Oh, delicious. Kroner is delicious. Now I can see the appeal. You know, it's always been your dad and your uncle's favorite beer. You know, it's like the Mexican Forex, but it's the older I get, the more I, I get it. The Corona is a delicious beverage and I'll fight anyone that doesn't think that. So that was Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Then we go to the NRL grand final. I was getting around to my uncle's to watch it, and he was keen as to watch it. But look, frankly, I couldn't drive too much. Beck was sort of just on the limit, and she didn't really want to drive, and it was just like it was all too much. So I went down and watched with my pop again. So we had the we had the we had the uh, the double in the weekend. We, we got the AFL and the NRL treatment with the king of the couch. Um, he's a real king of the couch. He spends more time on the couch than I ever could. But. It was good, but I, I was a little bit pissed, and I honestly, honest to God, between you and me and everyone listening, I was nodding off most of the second half, and not because it was a shitty game, but I was just, I'd had too many kroners. And, but it was good. From what I remember, it was good. Storm came out of the blocks real hard. Panthers just, they looked shitty. They just didn't look good, and they had 17 wins on the trot, so they're bound to lose one. Unfortunately for them, it was just the fucking grand final. But look, kudos to the Panthers. They did play a good game in the end. They come back hard, and they only lost. It was 26-20 in the end, and they they looked good in the end. It's a shame they didn't sort of start the game like that, but the Panthers will come back. I reckon next year could be the year. If they play like they did this year, if they'll learn from the mistake in this grand final, and who knows what's, what's next for them, but they'll, they'll create a bit of a dynasty, I think, that side, because they look really good. And I don't think they're going to lose many players in the offseason by the sounds of it. Uh, Storm, on the other hand, they're a powerhouse. They look good. they got all the great players. And look, this this could be the last time we see the Storm on this level. It's hard to say that because the Storm are so good. But I know they are losing a few key players next year. Josh Adokar is going to be going to the Bulldogs. Cameron Smith, he's definitely on the fence. He, he hasn't retired yet. And I actually, personally, I don't think he's going to retire the more I think about it. But you never know. He might be just trying to wait for Origin not to steal the limelight and then announce it once Origin's done. But I, um, yeah, I've got this sneaking suspicion that he may be done with the Storm, but he might be going to another team. And I do believe it's going to be a Queensland team. And I, uh, I hope it's not the Titans, but I, the more I think about it, it could be the Titans as opposed to the uh, the Bronky Tonks. So we'll, we will see. But great grand final nonetheless. Both the grand finals were, were great. I had a great weekend. I really did have a good weekend. And it was good to spend it with my pop and see the rest of my family and have Arabella there and my mum and Beck and everybody. It was good. I love it. I'm gushing with love right now. I feel really good. I feel really grateful for the weekend that I had. And now I'm here and I'm doing episode 69 of The King of the Couch, the world's greatest podcast. What's to fucking complain about? So anyway, one thing I did miss on the weekend was UFC 254 and from all accounts, it was a killer card. I'll tell you what, it's so hard. I follow all the oil, follow all the MMA things, all the friends are into it. I basically have hardly been on Instagram, hardly been on Facebook. I've, I've got about 14 text messages still. I've not looked at any of them, and I still know the fucking results. It's ridiculous. But I don't know the outcomes in terms of, like, I don't know how the fights went. So depending on what time I finish up here tonight and how long I've got, because I've, I've, I'm booked in to go to the gym at 6 tomorrow morning, I might be watching the card tonight or i might be watching the card tomorrow night but either way i've got to get usc 254 in from all accounts 
Khabib has won and he's now retired and I heard it was fucking sensational. So I'm, I'm, I tell you what, I can't wait. This sounds horrible, but I can't wait to finish the podcast so I'm one step closer to watching UFC 254. If I can't get in tonight, I almost want to take tomorrow off work to watch it. That's how keen I am to watch it. But anyway, I will get there eventually. So I, I miss that. So and, and look, another thing I wanted to address it's been a while since I've done a UFC breakdown. I, I, I was doing them there for a while. I got a bit slack. The, the card sort of changed with COVID, so they missed a few events. And they now they're doing a lot of stuff in Abu Dhabi. So this one yesterday was at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. in the morning. So I wasn't able to get up and watch it. And I had stuff on yesterday. So I haven't really actually had the time to, to, to watch that. And so I apologize for the UFC fans because... I'm going to try to get back into doing the breakdowns a bit more. Um, I will. It's it's not that I don't have time. That's a poor effort. It's just um, I do the weekly podcast and I know more of the listeners, the Kings men and women are into the, the weekly stuff as opposed to the UFC shit. So I've sort of got to do that extra special second episode for that or do it on the day. But it's just, yeah, like a sort of, you know, run out of time. Even though I said I, I have the time, I, I run out of time. It doesn't matter. I'll do more for the UFC heads. So... On with the show. Let me take a quick little sip. Oh, God. A few things I've got here to talk about. I honestly didn't have enough to talk about tonight. I always look at the show notes and go, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. And then sometimes those are the shows that like I get the most feedback from. So we'll, we'll see how we go. If you like this show, send me feedback because it's a bit of a motzo ball, frankly. That's the show. That's the king of the cast. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Life is full of fucking pressure. Come here. Take a load off. Just keep talking. Um... Firstly, it's been hot as balls in Queensland. I'm a bit annoyed in this house because we've got the cool aircon ducted system, but it's hooked up to the bedrooms, and I'm in one of the bedrooms. Obviously, KOTCHQ's my room, but it's hooked up to the bedroom function, and Arabelle's asleep in the other bedroom, so I'd like to turn the uh, turn the AC off. But frankly, I'm sitting here. I've got pants on, and that's it. I've got a beer in my hand, and I've got filth and wisdom in my mind, and a mic in front of it. I'm not wearing a shirt. I'm I'm basically naked, and I'm hot. I've got the windows open. This is Queensland. This is the Queensland I know and love. Just sitting here in your own, your own sweat. So, I uh, I need to sort out a situation. I have to get a fucking pedestal fan or something in here. But uh, there were some pretty hectic storms over the weekend in, in in Queensland, and I love it. It was fitting too. The Sunshine Coast Storm were playing, ripping it up. Storms were kicking off in the game. It was just fitting, but I love it. I love that aspect of Queensland. I know we've had some doozy floods and, and things like that, and people getting people's houses getting struck by lightning. And but that's just Queensland. I like it. Bring on the storms. So I like that we're moving into storm and, and rain territory. Um, it's just good because I'm a bit fascinated. I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on a new hobby, and I'm starting to work my way up to it. But Milky added me to a group the other week. Uh, it's called Australian Lawn Fanatics, and he has like a little, like a really little bit of front grass, and he basically returfed it and did the thing. And now it's looking Milky. It's looking mint. It's green as shit, and it's looking good. I saw it the other week, but he added me into this group. And it's fucking fascinating. It's so good. And I'm like, I know I'm, this is another dad point for me. Now I know I'm even more of a dad because I'm in a lawn fanatics group and I like it. I like every po- I like every post. I'm even commenting on posts. Just be like, tell me your secrets. How do you get your grass looking like that? There's a dude's house in Golden Beach. I, I, I drive by. I do a lot of driving. In, I know I said in, in this other podcast, I don't drive that much. But Beck and I, we do some morning drives. We do a bit of a beach thing. It's something I never did in Brisbane. But I really enjoy doing it up here because we sort of drive past the beaches, might get out, have a swim, jump back in and sort of do this cool little loop. Um, it's it's a big thing why I want to get an old Porsche one day. I'm going to get an old Porsche and I want to have a convertible old Porsche so I can just do that. The beach cruising, that's that's a cool little meditative thing we like to do. I like to do it anyway. And I know Beck does too. Arabella, eh, not so much. She's getting annoyed in the car seat. 
but there's a guy's house I go past on Golden Beach on the at Golden Beach on on the drive, and it's immaculate. The edges, the, it's there's no blade of grass that is higher than the other. It's just it's perfect. It's like a buzz cut across his lawn, and it's that perfect green. There's not one stitch of lawn grub. There's nothing going on. It's like no one's walked over it. It's a footpath like grass bit too. I don't know how he's got it like that. And he he inspired me some months ago, and now Milky's got one of the lawn fanatics group. So last week I went out and I bought some lawn grub spray and I was like, right, Stewie's like, mate, I think we've got lawn grubs here. So he's like, this is what you need. Milky helped me out as too. I've sprayed the lawn grub, just proper dad moves, just proper dad moves, hose into this buckety thing. I'm not sure what you call it, like a sprayer and just spraying it, spraying it, just fucking lawn grub genocide, just killing these things. I've got a, Stewie put me onto it. You know them little things, the fluffy things that hang on the eaves? Apparently they're lawn grub, I guess, like units or whatever, like apartments. So they're up there. So I've got to go and evict those little dogs from the from the eaves of the of the uh, the house. And there's a few. They must get they must get down in the rain. They must move around in the rain because I come back I had like one. There was one I saw last week and I knock it off. And now it's like six. I've been gone for two nights. So I'm going to go out there tomorrow, commit some lawn grub genocide, and really evict these little little bastards from my roof. And uh, I'm going to start lawn you know, get the lawn grubs out and then I'm like, get that, that grass is going to crank. So I've got to go out. I've got to get the whip snipper. I don't have one of those. I've got to get the mower. I don't have one of those. Basically, I borrowed Stewie's. Shout out Stewie. I don't even know if I did give him a shout out. I give him a shout out every episode about the, the most trivial things. But the one time he actually went out and did a real good deed for me. And he does a lot, but he did a really good deed for me. I went away with him mentioned I need my grass cut. I come home, the grass is cut. The only time in history that I'm happy that another man has cut my grass. If you get what I'm saying. So he cut, he cut my grass. It was sick. The nicest thing Stewie's ever done is cut my grass. So, yeah, now I'm like, Stu, I'm a grown-ass man. I've, I'm on a Lawn Fanatics page. I appreciate borrowing your thing, but I've got to go get my own. I'm basically like, I'm his Kramer to his, his Jerry to my Kramer. Do you know what I mean? I'm always borrowing shit off. I've got his drill downstairs. Anytime I need any sort of man-related thing, I'm like, Stu's got it, got it. He's got it. He's got a mortgage, right? So he's got to have it. And truth be told Stu you have it every time I need something you've got it yep got that got a piece of, you want some paint got paint got it got this got that it's just it's ridiculous what Stewie's got but that's just homeowner hey you got you got the death pledge here's the mower the drill the gurney the paint that's just the paint that you need you know what I mean it's just a thing I don't know what I'm saying here I'm a bit tired but anyway the grass is it's getting greener so I'm gonna go out and get a whip snipper go out and get a mower and we're cut. We're gonna fucking. That's gonna be good. I've taken some photos, so I'll put some progress photos on my Instagram because I'm, you know, I'm a dad now. They see the things get me off. Episode sixty nine. When I mentioned what does that number represent early in the episode? To me now, it's nice green grass. Oh, what am I saying here? Quick sip. Delicious. Great beer. I I, I could possibly have another one tonight. I shouldn't, but I might. Hey, um. I had a few notes here from last week, but then I forgot that I was doing the podcast with Jared. So sometimes they're not relevant, but I've got a couple of things on here. Um, I forgot, I didn't get to talk about this last week because I saw it like the day after the podcast, but I was on YouTube and I've been watching a shitload of Van Halen stuff. If you're a Van Halen fan or you like just good times, it's a 14 minute video on YouTube. Go type in Van Halen Lost Weekend story. Oh man, unreal. So you can, oh, pardon me. You can never do this nowadays, but basically MTV used to do, um, 
And they had this thing called Lost Weekend, right? And you basically went in a draw, and if you won a Lost Weekend, you get it with like a band that they were advertising with. So basically, what it was was these guys entered, and they got to do a Lost Weekend with Van Halen, which meant you go and hang out with them for like one or two nights. You get sort of limoed, private jetted, you know, around to one of the shows, and it's all backstage pass and sort of just do what you want. And it was the coolest story. I was like, this is like a dream come true. This is like this is like a proper movie sort of plot, right? But these guys, they were Van Halen. One, of them, they were Van Halen fans. And he's got, like, you just watch this guy. He was just gushing. But he, he got the ticket. He never thinks, like, I'll never get this, but I'm going to enter it. You know what I mean? He was, like, maybe 21, 22 at the time. And uh, he got it. He fucking won. He was so stoked. He had a girlfriend at the time, and she was like, you're going to take me, right? And he was just like, not a chance in hell. Like, I'm not taking you to see Van Halen. So he called up his best mate. The legend was still there. They're still best mates. Unreal story. And they've had the they've they've never been in a limo, they've never been in a plane, let alone a fucking private jet. So the limo comes and picks them up. Then they go to a private jet. They get private fuckingly flown to the concert wherever it was. And then they're backstage. They met all the band. They were like the band with the coolest people. They they literally said Eddie Van Halen. He had a guitar on from the moment we saw him to the moment we left. He never took the guitar off. No one was so good at guitar. And he was like, we had some joints, we had some beers, then the show started, then I ran out, they gave him a shirt, they made a cake for him, they brought him on stage to celebrate, smashed him with a cake, doused him in champagne, all this sort of stuff, then he got to go back, he's like, we just got on it, there was girls everywhere, it was the best time of my life. You could see that these guys had been sitting on that story, just going, that was 30 years ago, and nothing has ever happened to me better than that. I had to share that Van Halen story. You could never do that in this this day and age because it was just like basically MTV had paid for them to just get coked and drunk and blitzed out of their mind with one of the biggest bands in the world at the time. I mean, MTV don't even play music. And if they do, it's sure as shit not good anymore. And now it's all like ridiculously unreal reality TV crap. So MTV is not what it used to be. So this is a time when it was different. And it was just, it was the coolest story. I said, I've been fully gushing. I've had one of those moments where I was a Van Halen fan. I was an Eddie Van Halen fan. Now that he's died, I'm I'm just really investigating his work, like song to song, album to album, video to video. It's ridiculous. I'm like, I've got to buy an Eddie Van Halen guitar now because, you know, that's what it is. I, mean, I played guitar twice last week because I'm like, oh God, Eddie Van Halen's died. I've got to get as good as Eddie Van Halen. I get a bit, I get a bit weird with that sort of stuff. But anyway, is what it is. What else has been happening in the last week? It's um, it's been it's been a good week. We had an interesting week last week. I'll touch on I'll touch on the serious the serious topics. Beck and I um, we did our first relationship counseling um episode. Our, our relationship counseling interview counseling session. What the fuck is called? Our first session. That's what I'm looking for. Our first session last week. Um, frankly, I totally forgot about it. As I said, there must be a lot of people that need some counseling because it took us like two months to get a proper um actual session in now i want to get her on the show we, we everybody loves becky it's good to get her on the show the queen of the couch we're going to do she's been on the show before so we'll do like a another follow-up episode i'd like to get her on the show because um i'll i'll go more into detail with her i'll give you a bit of a rundown of it i'm not a private person by any means and i find it helps to talk about things i'll talk about my plans for november and that whole month is going to be dedicated to talking about really raw shit so you're going to learn some shit in November if you don't already know if I haven't let everything out because I'm not one to hold on to things. Um, but the relationship counseling, it was good. I, I've got to be honest, I was slightly nervous going in there, slightly nervous sitting down. You're in sort of a, you know, a bit of a dull lit room, you know, and the and the, the counselor's there. She's quite nice. And there was like a trainee counselor. They asked us, oh, do you mind if she's in? I'm like, fuck, I don't care. I have a podcast where I literally talk about this shit. Get her in. 
And Beck didn't care. She's kind of like me in that way, which is good. That's probably why we're, we, we get along. Um, but we're in there and it was just, you know, just to sort of, I guess, how do you get to the to the point of getting to the crux of what, what your little bickering and what your little issues are, you know? So I was like, how did you meet? Have you been to counseling before? What's your home life like? What's some examples of fights that you might have? It was just pure classic though. The first question, like the first fucking question we're asked, it was like, have you guys done counseling before? Now I've done counseling before. Beck has when she was really little, but I didn't know that. So I just looked at Beck like being just a total chivalrous, you know, gentleman I am. I said, you can answer this one, darling. And she was like, oh, I did this when I was really young. I was like, I didn't know that. And immediately flicks to me. I was like, yeah, look, I, I was like, the last time I saw a counselor was probably the, the first year I was up in the coast. And it was just like, Beck just immediately like, no, it wasn't that long ago, was it? As if to insinuate, no, no, you've, you've been fucked up for some time and you've definitely visited one a lot a lot uh, more recently than that. And I was like, nah, babe, I'm pretty sure because I was in the last house, you know, I felt isolated and that's when I went. And she was like, no. And I was just like, that's the first question in the room of the counselors and we're already not agreeing on something. And I was just like, here we go. Here we fucking go. That's why we're in this room. But we had a bit of a chuckle, and it was honestly, I nearly, I nearly cracked up. Like it was like, oh, I guess it was that nervous sort of tension, and I nearly laughed. I was just like, oh my god, I can't laugh in here. So I had to try really hard for that first five minutes to not laugh because I thought I looked at Beck and I was like, I love you. This is so funny right now. We're in here and we're already sort of not agreeing on something. And when you're in a room with counselors, you know what I mean. You don't want to paint that. You want to play a little bit of hard to get. You know, I feel like. I'm open with them, but you're like, oh god, we can't just lay it all out just straight up like this, you know. But it was, uh, it was good. We we recouped after that, and um, Beck said a few things, um, and some of them, again, you're like, you're in there, and it's like you're under like the judge, you know, like, oh shit, if I say the wrong thing, I could be doing 25 to life here. But it was like, you know, she we mentioned Arabella, we mentioned how we met, and it was good. It would take one thing. It was good to go down memory lane. We we know when we met, we know how we met, but it was good to sort of revisit memory lane and sort of describe how we met and those feelings you know when we both were sort of pardon me on the on the cusp of change when we met in our lives and we, we both were like i used the example in the in the session i said to the lady I, I was like jim carrey in that movie yes man where i'd been doing this and then i thought fuck it i'm just gonna start saying yes to everything that i've been saying no to and you know subtly saying no to the things i've been saying yes to or just more not saying no but just sort of um withdrawing myself from the situation you know what i mean i wouldn't call certain people that i knew were going to ask me to go to the pub i would just go and call milgie instead who i knew wanted to go and crush some fucking pull-ups so it was a it was a you know i knew what i was doing right but we both met each other when we were in that she was the same thing she was trying to avoid friends that got her fucked up and i'd avoid friends that got me fucked up and um yeah so that was cool to go down memory lane and sort of explain how we met because it was cool and it was great you know like you know i don't forget those times but when you first meet someone it like it's lovely it's lovely spending your life with them but those first initial months like the chase you know um and i knew that beck wasn't naturally attracted to me at the start but she was very attracted to my personality you know pumping up my own ego here but like my, my charisma my my humor my things like that that was what sort of got her in the door for me i immediately looked at her and i was like you're beautiful and this is why you know i i've now you know you're beautiful right so this is why i want to be here but as soon as i met her personality and she was so vibrant she was funny herself and she had a a really you know like her personality was just it drew me right in sort of similar to each other in that way just that i think i found her really hot and she didn't find me really hot so that was probably the subtle difference um 
So that was cool to go down memory lane. And then it was sort of, you know, interesting to talk about our issues and, and little fights and stuff. And it always sounds bad. You know, it's like, God, I don't want to fucking bring up COVID-19, but it's like you put a microscope on something and you highlight all the bad things that comes from it. It's going to look fucking bad, right? And it's the same with the relationship. You look at a four-year relationship. We've done so much together in such a fast period of time. You know what I mean? We moved in together after like three or four months. We went overseas together in like the first six months. You know, we've had a baby in the first three years of knowing each other you know a lot of these things were sort of not really planned we've got our own house together um we've lived with a fucking mother-in-law you know what i mean we've moved away from friends and family from brisbane to the sunshine coast we moved to the beach where we wanted to so we've set goals and we've crushed them you know and we've all done this in a really really short time so it was kind of like a okay maybe look back and sort of pat ourselves on on the back for one and give ourselves a little bit of fucking kudos but also this has gone really fast. A lot of people have time, you know. I know people that get married that don't even fucking share bank accounts. We share bank accounts. Frankly, I feel like we're married. That's a question that keeps coming up with us. Like, when are you, when are you gonna uh, get married? When are you proposing? You know what I mean? And it's just like, mate, why? I don't want to do that, you know. And it's not because I don't love her. It's just that I don't want to go and spend thirty, forty, fucking thousand dollars on a wedding, pay that shit off for a long time. It's gonna cost me more. When frankly, we're already married. We're already having a sick time. We've already got the greatest kid ever, you know. And that's my train of thought. We will get married one day. Frankly, another thing we can't we can't agree on. I don't think is the wedding. You know, I, I I'm one of those guys that I have an idea of what I want, and I want to get married by Elvis in Vegas. That's what I want to do, and have like a big party with friends and family. That's it. She's sort of on the same page with the friends and family. I don't think she's too too keen on Elvis, but she does like Vegas, so I reckon I could work on that. But um, so that was. Yeah, as what I was saying was if you take a microscope to anything, it looks bad. So you say, oh, I've had a couple of these fights and he swears and he gets angry here. It's just like, oh, my God, I'm fucking, she's living here with the Incredible Hulk and he's a psychopath, you know what I mean? And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not into, I'm not domestic violence. I'm not, a, I'm not a DV guy. I've never hit her. You know, she's hit me a couple of times, you know, and even there I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't paint it like she's in a bad picture because the first time I really did deserve it, you know, and now I'm thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, like that's exactly what an abuse victim would say. I deserved it. You know what I mean? Stockholm syndrome. Ah, Joseph Fritzl, he's okay. I don't want to be, you know, it's just, uh, and then this is my mind racing. And then, and then we get to the anxiety chat. I don't know if you noticed, but that first five minutes felt like a fucking panic attack just trying to explain all that to you. But yeah, they talked to me a lot about my anxiety. Because you have the two pre-screen calls um, before it, from weeks before it. And again, you've listened to the podcast. I let, I'm letting it out here. So you sure as shit, I let the, the counselor know. So I tell her about all my, my, my anxiety. Tell her about all my things with, you know, maybe my alcohol tendencies or maybe where I think I lack or all these different things, the things I love about Beck, the things that annoy me about Beck. And she does all the exact same sort of chat as well. But it was really interesting. So personally, I've got I've got a bit of work to do. Um, I, I won't go into detail too much now because I feel like this is probably something better for the what I've got lined up in November, the sort of mental health November month. Um, but yeah, I'll get a bit more into it there. We will talk more about alcohol and we will talk more about anxiety because it's something I'm actively seeking out to. I know I say this, I say this, what a hypocrite. I say this as I drink a fucking Cubas, but it's not about I'm an anxiety, I'm, I'm, I'm an alcoholic, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm dying for this bottle here. It's about managing it. It's about knowing... God, I don't even know where I'm going with this. And it, frankly, it's not even worth talking about in this podcast. We'll address it in, in, in a few episodes time in November when I, when I fucking really get deep down and dirty with mental health. So, but look, not to sound morbid, it was a great session. We come out of it 
I felt even more love after leaving it. Um, we're going to do sort of every four or five weeks, basically one a month. We're going to probably do the first six months, maybe nine months, depending on how we're feeling. The counselor said, look, it takes about two years to work through like a lot of these issues. And that's not every day for two years. I mean, this is like once a month for two years, potentially. But six months, that's six sessions. That's, that's nothing. One thing I think is important here, and I probably addressed it when I initially spoke about relationship counseling, is but... Uh, <laughs> You go to school, right, to learn math, and you go to school to learn English, and you go to the gym to learn how to lift weights, and you know you might watch documentaries or do your online research to learn about conspiracy theories or fucking how to do a podcast and all this sort of thing. Some things you just don't learn overnight, right? I know how to count, so yes, I know I know how to do math, but am I the best ever at math? No, I'm not. So there's still more for me to learn there. It's the same as being in a relationship. It's the same as being about myself. I have been in a few relationships. Most of them have failed. Is that a bad thing? No. And I'm in a relationship right now. I don't want it to fail. So what I want to know is how can I be better at doing relationships, you know? And that's ultimately why Beck and I are seeking out uh, relationship counseling. Our life is really good it's 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 great in fact but you know we're not naive we, we know that it could there's elements that could be better and not even be better how do we handle certain situations better and that's really all it is you know and it's a, it's about learning it's about accepting you don't know everything you know not being an egotistical dude and um and just going look i need some help here and that's okay it's exactly the same as going I need to go to the gym and I need someone to teach me how to deadlift because I don't want to fucking throw out my back here. So I'm going to pay this guy 90 bucks an hour and he's going to show me how to deadlift and I'm going to get better at deadlifts because I've taken the time, paid the money and done the work. So you get it. Anyway, relationship counseling was good. We'll circle back. Um, I may even get back on. Uh, that could be a good one. I could get back on in November. So while we're at it, we should talk about November. I touched on the plans uh, last week. So basically, I'm going to do November. I'm going to grow a dirty, awesome, sick-ass porno mustache, um, and I'm going to keep shaving it. So it's just going to be. It's, I'm just going to. I'm going to shave the beard, and I'm going to keep the porno mustache just growing, growing, growing handlebars. Frankly, I hope over the four weeks or so, the 31 days, 30 days, so September, April, June, and November, maybe it's 31. I'm going to just really really work on this mustache so that's my first goal for november november sorry and i'm going to try and raise some money and we're going to give it to a mental health organization something that i feel strongly about um some of the other things i'm going to do so podcast wise obviously i'm going to be here every week i'm going to talk about mental health i'm going to i'm going to highlight certain things about anxiety depression awareness basically i'm going to bring awareness to it if i'm on my own this the shows are going to be structured very much around mental health and it's not going to be a morbid suicidal chat it's going to be uplifting cool interesting stuff i'm going to tell you things about myself get into different stories i'm going to be honest and, and frankly i want people to reach out and, and, and i'm and i'm yeah and i will share their experiences i've got mates i've got a good mate right now who who he's got everything going for him he's uh he's, he's sober he doesn't drink anymore he's working out and he's, he's he's having a real hard time with anxiety you know he's getting bogged down with work to me that's something i'm genuinely i'm genuinely caring about i'm concerned for his for his anxiety because i have that too and i know how debilitating it can be makes you feel sick to your stomach there's nothing like being in a room of people and going i'm gonna fucking vomit here because i can't think i can't not think about certain fucking thoughts you know so i won't mention his name but mate i got your back and any help you need 
anything you want me to address on the podcast or even via fucking phone call or whatever, let me know. But it's what I'm saying. It's a real thing. There's people that talk to me about it and I talk to them about it. So let's talk about it, you know? And it's a month for it because I'm growing a fucking dirty old porno mustache and I'm going to try try and raise some money. So that's sort of the solo shows. I've got a couple of mates. uh, I've got one mate lined up. Um, He's a a, a good mate, but he's, you know, like we don't know each other that well, but I know we've got a lot of similarities. He's another Aaron. Um... So he must be a fucking legend, you know. Four A's are got to be better than two A's, you know. Two Aaron's better than one Aaron, so it's it's simple math, right? So that should be a good episode. Um, and I got another mate, uh, Eli. He's he's a PT, so I really want to talk about exercise, mindset, all that. I know he's had his own struggles, so there's going to be a theme here. I've reached out to like a psychiatrist, psychologist, and that that I couldn't get that happening. It was a friend, couldn't get that happening just because the way she structures her work, she's not not sort of allowed to talk about certain things um, outside of her work, which I totally understand that. So if I can find someone from like the clinical side, I'd like to just talk about that to sort of get maybe some more scientific sort of side of things. And then if I can find someone else that's a bit more free spirit and maybe doesn't have the qualifications and what they sort of do if they've had their own struggles, they have people that go to them for, for mental health sort of reasons, you know. So, um, but we will we'll get deep. We'll, we'll talk. And I think it's going to be a really good month. So that's sort of the podcast, the, the general out. So we should have a few guests and a few Rupert Solo shows in November. And then outside of that, you asked me what I'm going to do. I'm going to grow the porno mustache. One thing I'm going to do is I'm going to exercise every day. The I've got to fucking wait. Is it 30 days or 31 days? Let me just double check you for a moment. Myself look like a dickhead even more. 30 days, November. Thank you. So for the 30 days, I'm going to do some form of exercise. Some exercise. Some form of movement for 30 days. I'm basically going to the gym anywhere from three, four, five days a week. That counts, right? That's it. So it doesn't sound like a lot. Walking, running, yoga, um fucking playing tennis going kicking uh, you know some form of premeditated movement exercise it's all going to count but every day for 30 days i'm going to do it right there's four things of origin state of origin in that time doesn't matter i'm gonna if i have a few beers night before it doesn't matter i'll wake up the next day i'm gonna do something and it doesn't you got 24 hours a day i'm sure you could fit 30 minutes somewhere so at least 30 minutes of some form of exercise movement for 30 days. We can do it. Another thing I'm going to do, which I've been sort of experimenting with already, is cold showers. Every day for 30 days, I'm going to take cold showers. Now, I don't know whether... Right now, I start with them hot because sometimes it's cold in the morning, but I'll start with a normal hot shower. I'll do my... my, my um, um, What do you call it? My, my, my soaping, cleaning of the bits in, in, a, in a nice, hot, tepid water, and then I'll switch it to the cold, and that's when I sort of do a bit of breathing and stuff like that, and just trying to you know, stick with it, get it all over my head and the body. So cold showers are something I'm going to do every day, without a doubt. I've had, you know, a couple of days here and there, I've missed it lately, but every day for 30 days, I'm going to do cold showers. And I'm going to try and make more of the shower, hopefully cold than hot. That's kind of a goal for it. Um, I mentioned alcohol. I'm going to reduce my alcohol intake for the month of November. I'll still have a drink. It's Stu's birthday and I've got three origins and, you know, there's, there's certain things. I'll probably have a beer on the podcast with some of these guests, of course, because that's fun. It's what we do. But it's the general the general drinking, um, just having a beer for beer's sake. Oh, it's Saturday. I've got nothing else to do. Let's have a six-pack or let's have a bottle of wine. I'm going to try to really cut that shit out for the month of November and hopefully learn a thing or two about alcohol consumption. Obviously, alcohol is a big thing that ties into mental health. So, yeah, we're going to... We're going to, you know, sort of move away from that. Um, I'm going to do personal development. Uh, what is personal development? That's sort of like, you know, motivational, inspirational, educational sort of YouTube videos, reading, podcasts. 
I used to do it more religiously. Now I don't really do it. I, I got to be honest. I generally only do it when I'm feeling down. So uh, again, kind of like exercise or like eating healthy. Personal development, something like maybe when you're winning, when you sing, when you're winning, you know, you don't need it. And when you feel down, you you seek it out. I don't want to just seek it out when I'm feeling down. It's something I want to try and incorporate every day because it it, it creates it, it raises your awareness and makes you feel better and also makes you sort of look out and, and think that you can you can do more when you're already achieving a hell of a lot. So yeah, I want to do maybe even just 10 minutes of personal development a day. Another thing uh, on, on the 10 minute thing, I want to get vitamin D every day. Unless it's pissing down rain, I physically can't get outside. At least 10 minutes in direct sunlight, no sunscreen, just out in the sun. People go, oh, what about sun cancer? I'm not worried. It's 10 minutes. And that might sound naive, but 10 minutes, direct sunlight, just out there chilling. And I want to do 10 minutes of meditation a day. 10 minutes is not much. I've, I've, I've done some meditation. I've not. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm on and off. It's something I've never been consistent with. Um, I think it's good. It obviously has its purpose, and I want to um, I want to do that. So 10 minutes a day, I can literally, I'll probably do that when I do the vitamin D, right? So that's cool. Another thing I want to do is breath work. I want to, breath work, I think, is very interesting. I've been reading up a lot more about it, and I want to learn more. So Every day, I'm not really sure I'm going to structure the breath work. I, I obviously want to learn some techniques. I want to learn one breathing technique over the, over November and, and try to get confident, quietly confident at doing it, not mastering it, that you take years to master certain things, but I'm probably going to try and do some form of breath work every day or at least go, okay, this is the type of breath work I want to do and I want to learn it and that's what I'm going to do. So basically, from the top, we've got grow the badass mustache, exercise every day, cold showers. We're going to reduce alcohol intake, do personal development every day, do vitamin D every day, do meditation every day, do breath work every day. Forgot one thing. After that, we're going to do a healthy diet, healthy diet, no real junk food, um, and besides alcohol, that that'll be my 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 biggest weakness, you know. And it's just going to be meat, three veg, just protein, carbs, fat. Real basic, not going too crazy, no keto, no paleo, no vegan, no carnivore, just meat and three veg, keep it, keep it fucking cool, keep it 70s, you know, and that's, that's my Movember plan, so I'm going to put that up on my Instagram, my Facebook, so you want to join me, um, it'd be cool if we had a few kings men, kings women, if they want to get down and, and help me out, support me and I'll support you, if not, I'm going to do it, and if you get motivated from that, that cool, but there's one thing you can count on the king of that couch for, he's going to be here every week delivering a podcast, whether that's on my own or with someone else, we will be we will be in this together for the month of November. And then December, party month. We'll kick we'll kick on. If the mustache looks good, I'll keep it. If it looks shit, we'll get rid of it. And we'll just keep going. And then we'll we'll get into the silly season together. So that's my plans. That's friggin' November. And frankly, that's the show. Episode 69. I hope it was a good one. I had a fun one. Fucking hoons getting past here. Gotta close my window. Anyway, episode 69. I had a good time. King of the couch, I am out. Enjoy yourselves. I love you all.